are you? I'm so excited to meet you. I am so excited to meet you too, Jess. I absolutely love, love, love you. your attitude. You've heard that about 18,563 <laughs> times. I know that. Um, wow, wow, wow. It's so great. I, I want to give you a hug. I freaking hate these Zoom calls. I hate all this crap. I know. I wish it could be in person. Well, it will because you live in Tampa and I live in South Florida. Oh, really? Yes. Awesome. I just moved. I moved there in November. I've always wanted to live in South Florida. Um, I will get into my uh, story here. Um, first of all, it's awesome to meet you. Your hair looks great. You don't need to fidget. Thank your smile you. looks great. Your makeup's on point. Your teeth are beautiful and white. <laughs> oh, you know, you're I, you're just buttering me up this morning. Thank you. <laughs> well, I I, I speak from my heart, and I tell it how it is. If you like it, that's great. If you don't, that's great too. That, I love that, it. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I do. It. I know that you and I have a ton, a ton, a ton of things in common. I love you carry yourself. I love your attitude. I love your outlook on life, your accessibility, your just openness about our unique lifestyle that you and I live. Um, you know, we have, you know, uh, and I always try to find, but I'm not smart enough, so maybe we could work together on this. I, we have, you know, obviously cerebral palsy, but I don't like to use the word disability. I don't like to use the word disability because you do more things than people that are don't have any physical or mental or any kind of unique part of their body. Now, I know that's what it's called, but I kind of think of it as a unique opportunity because I think that every time in life, anytime there's an obstacle, I turn it into an opportunity to get better. And you do the same thing. You don't look at your disability as, oh my God, woe is me. You've embraced it and been an advocate for so many incredible people out there. I'm in awe of what you've been able to do on social media. I mean, I, I, I think it's terrific. And I want to know more about how you got into it. But I want to tell a little bit and it's never about me. I want to, I, I don't like to, you know, put the microphone on me, but just wanted to give you a little bit of background on why I'm in South Florida. So I, my parents always encouraged me to go somewhere warm to go to school. And we used to go to, I'm originally from Michigan, and we used to go to Florida every year in New Smyrna Beach. I don't know if you're familiar with that or heard of it. But we, my grandma had a condo and it had three, like three flights of stairs. So it wasn't really accessible for me. And so I kind of, not that I didn't love Florida, but I didn't have the greatest, you know, I loved going. It was great because I loved the warm weather, but it wasn't always that accessible. So it wasn't like my first choice to go to school. And then my brother went to the U of A for a semester. And I always say my brother's my heart and my sister's my soul. Uh, and you'll, you'll tell me about your siblings. 
uh, here. I'm going to ask you all about your family because family is the most incredible thing to me in the world and the greatest gift that I have. So I, um, when it was time for me to go to college, I applied to the University of Arizona. I got into the University of Arizona, but one of my high school credits did not transfer. And they had a program called the SALT, SALT program, I believe. And it was folks with special needs and needed a little bit more time on their tests and a little bit more adaptation. I was never the smartest kid in class, but nobody outworked me. You know, I was, I'm a planner. So if I needed to have a paper done, you know, that was done in two weeks, because it took me longer, I would, you know, I would work on it every day. So that's my story about this. So I, I, I was denied entrance into the U of A. And then I immediately turned to Arizona State. And I didn't know anybody, but I went to all those icebreakers. I got into the dorm and I said, you know what? I'm just going to meet people. I'm just going to say hello to everybody and just be happy and excited. And it was the greatest thing of my life, not only for the academics, but I knew that I could live on my own. You know, I had to hire my own caregivers. You have the ability to get up and move around and get dressed. And that's great. And I want you to tell me about your daily life and how you most function. And then, so I, um, I, you know, I went to Arizona State, graduated in four years, and I love college, but I wish I would have stayed longer because college is a great, great experience. Where did you go to school? I went to Florida Gulf Coast University in Fort Myers. Oh, so oh nice. We had a, a man-made beach right on campus. So I was very spoiled, but I, I had such a great experience too. That's awesome. What did you study? Communication. All right. I did read that in your bio, communication and and public business relation, uh, public yes. relations yeah yes yes that's awesome tell me about your experience in college yeah I so I grew up in South Florida so FGC was about an hour and a half an hour 45 minutes away from home so it, it gave me enough separation where I was living on my own and everything but if I needed you know my parents it wasn't too big of a hassle um, but same, I went, surprisingly, I didn't know anyone, even though it was kind of a little close to where I grew up. Um, I moved into like the freshman dorms. I had a, a random roommate. And I, I like how you said you just kind of went around campus and said hi to everyone, because that was very much so how I was. Yes. Um, you know, like I, I use my mobility scooter a lot on campus just because it, it's so big and um it was just easier, easy, the easiest way for me to get around instead of walking. So I would always just kind of be scooting through the hallways, saying hi to people, talking to people. Um, I, I tried to get involved, um, you know, in student government and different, uh, different things just to meet people and have that true college experience. But I love it. And I, I wish I could go back to. Yeah, you know, I was so happy to be done in four years because I wanted to make money and yeah. be independent. And then I started getting into the real world and I'm like, shit, that, I need to go back to school. For, exactly. You know I mean? Yeah, I, I felt the same way because I stayed in Fort Myers a year after I graduated. So I was still in like the city. I went had the whole college experience, but it was much different outside of being a college student versus, you know, just an adult working and, and all of that. But right. Yeah. So now what do you do? Are you a professional 
I know you love to travel and I want you to tell me all about it. And thank you so much for accommodating me. And I love, love, love your idea about accessible travel. And I want to hear all about the website because I traveled the country selling our bars and talking about can do. How familiar are you with our can do company? Uh, honestly, when you guys reached out to me, I, I hadn't heard of it. But of course, I looked at, you know, your story and everything that you guys do. And I just love the whole attitude because I, I think it's very similar to mine. So I, I love the whole ideology and your story behind it and everything. And I'm definitely going to get some for myself. <laughs> well, are you so you're uh, you have where's the closest Whole Foods to you? There's there's one. I think right around the corner from me. I know you love. I know yeah. you love to grocery shop. Yeah, you, you can find you can find your ass on scoots. Yeah, scooting around. Um, but uh, so when you get a chance, you got to go into Whole Foods or Publix. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. I'm I'm in how, Publix all the time. Yeah, yeah, we're in the Publix Greenwise stores. Do you ever go into the Greenwise? I do. There's a very nice one uh, in downtown Tampa that I go to a lot. So now I have well, a new reason to stop by. <laughs> yes. And I'm going to be in Tampa soon. We, I'm dying to meet in person. It's going to be awesome. I can't Yeah, forget. same. I, I, um, so anyway, I want to finish up my, my little, uh, my experience at college. So I didn't know anybody. And um my parents too you know we drove out from Michigan in my van and my mom got me set up and my dad ended up flying up like av literally after I got set up and it was it was so hot it was so hot it was in August that I went to Arizona have you been to Arizona yet I've been one time I went in uh February so it was a little cooler than yeah it's a but... it's a that's a great time of year and so my parents you know got me all set up and you know, I used the Disability Resource Center and I put an ad in the paper for a caregiver because I'm like a big kid. I just need help with their shoes and socks. But mm -hmm. once I'm in my chair, you know, I'm good to go. And I, you know, I, I, I just move around. And, and, you know, I think you do an incredible job of bringing our unique lifestyle to the public. Uh, me, I, I was always just the only person ever in a chair I don't you know I, I I don't know about you so you can tell me about your experience I I don't even you know I, I I'm I've never spent a lot of and and now that I'm live to live in Florida I I see more folks in chairs which is very uh great it's a great community it's a great community but growing up it was just me so yeah. I I never spent a lot of time with people with unique opportunities I you know go yeah. ahead yeah yeah no I was gonna say the it's the same for me um growing up I was always the only person with a disability you know in really in, in my schooling, I, I went to public schools, um, it definitely within my family, I was the only one with a disability within my friend group. Um, and then also, you know, going away to college, I didn't really see anyone else on a scooter, um, things like that. So I mean, honestly, it wasn't until I started sharing my story on social media that I started to really 
connect with other people with disabilities and I've been able to form a lot of relationships that way. Um, but, but even still, like in my day-to-day -day life, I, um, am, have always kind of been the only person that I'm, that I'm with because I'm me, but, uh, you know, like I, I, I feel very similar to you there where I kind of felt isolated in a way going through life, not knowing anyone else with a disability. Right. Me personally, I don't know if it was like an isolation situation. I'm not a big religious guy and I love people that are religious and I'm Jewish. Um, <laughs> are you really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> but, you know, I, and, and listen, I love religion for people who want to be religious and I think that it's great and it's a great tool for people that believe. And mm -hmm. I, I I hope that there's a heaven. I hope that there's a beautiful place up there. And we, we're not going to spend a lot of time on religion. But I believe that things happen for a reason. And I believe that I was put here for a reason, whatever crazy reason that is. And I'm not going to get philosophical or whatever. But I love it, actually, Chelsea, when people stare. I love it. I welcome it because that means they care. And it's my job or my obligation to educate, to inspire, to put a smile on their face, because I can sit there and feel bad for myself. What the hell is that going to do? It's a yeah. waste of freaking time. I couldn't agree more. I, <laughs> yeah. I always say, I also say, you know, if you have time to feel bad for me, or you have time to feel bad for Chelsea Bear, then you got time to better yourself. And that's what life is all about, trying to make ourselves as best as we can be. And we're not going to have a great day every day because that's unrealistic. Yeah. You know, um, wow, it's really awesome to meet you. I'm freaking fired up. <laughs> um, Same. So um, I want you to ask questions for me. Like, and by the way, do you do a podcast or do you do a blog? I just started following you on Insta. And, you know, I think Insta is a great platform. Uh, and I, I have so many questions around that for you. And TikTok and all your reels, they're very, very creative. Um, if you have any questions or comments, you know, just speak up. But I, I uh, so I went to Arizona State and I got my degree. And then I went back to Michigan to work for a company called MedMax. And MedMax, was kind of like a Home Depot, only with healthcare products. And I was always interested in the durable medical product field because number one, I'm in a chair. And number two, I really felt the customer service aspect of DME, durable medical equipment, is awful or was completely awful and broken when I was growing up because they, like if my chair broke, like I'm literally screwed. Like I can't move. Yeah. And like there's there never was rental chairs that you could rent. And I I wanted better access for people like you and I that don't have time to sit on their bed. You know, I, I move like I'm moving. Like I'm getting out there and doing it just like John Smith who can walk. Yeah. I'm not about to like, oh, your chair's broken. Well, sorry, you got to sit home for a week until we order the part. What yeah. the hell does order the part mean? 
yeah. you're gonna take my leg away so it just it, I, I worked on that 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 project when i was in high school and it was the number one business project in the state of michigan so i had a chance to show it and i worked on it in college and refined it and made it better and i had a chance to show it to the ceo at the time and he offered me a job that i couldn't refuse and I always thought that if I wanted to start a business like that, it would be better to learn, you know, on the job experience for a few years. So that was my first job out of college. Uh, but management tried to run before they knew how to walk and the company went out of business. Aww. And so I packed up my things again with no money. I packed up my van with all my furniture, all my clothes and, and literally my dad brought me to the airport. I'll never forget it. And we cried because I left back to Arizona again and got my own apartment and started to work for Charles Schwab as a broker. And I didn't know anything about the brokerage business, but I love people and I wanted to learn. And so I was there long for 50 years. And uh, in 2009, I started dating. And I got injured. I went on all the social media apps or mm -hmm. dating apps, I should say, like you did. And I met a few people, but nothing, nothing really materialized. And then I got fixed up with my wife and we started dating in 2009 and we were married in 2011. But sadly, in 2012, she was diagnosed with cancer and she passed away from leukemia in oh. 2015. So you don't move on from something like that, yeah. you move forward. And so I always wanted to try to live. Uh, so after that, you know, obviously that shakes your whole world upside down. Cause yeah. all I wanted to do was have my own family. You know, we talk about importance of family. I say it before in the podcast, my brother's my heart. My sisters, my soul, and my parents always made sure that I had the things that I needed to do to make my life as easy as possible. And when you get a chance, I want you to Google my dad, Barry Bremen, write it down, Barry Bremen. Uh, they made a documentary of my dad. My dad was this bigger than life character. He sadly passed away of cancer also in 2011. But you got to look at them, type them in your computer, B-A-R-R-Y, Bremen, B-R-E-M-E-N. And if you have ESPN Plus or that app, you got to write in this, the great imposter and me. My dad, as a hobby, broke into sporting events in the late 70s. And then and you're like, holy crap, what, what's going on here? But take some time and you know, yeah, we'll, we'll exchange definitely. contact information. But my parents have been incredible. My mom is an incredible advocate, not only for me, but for my brother and my sister. And they were, they always focused on, let's talk about what we can do, not what we may or may not be able to do. And that was our mantra for our company that we've created, Can Do, which we make snack bars and I'll get into that. We started the company in 2018. 18, yeah, we're four years old now. 
And if you would have told me, Chelsea, I'd be in a bar business, I would tell you you're crazy. Yeah. My, well, really what it is, is being in the people business because I love people more than anything in the world. Mm -hmm. And I'm incredibly grateful that, and you correct me if I'm wrong, people that are, have unique opportunities are so grateful. We, I don't know, tell me how you feel. I just feel so thankful that people give me the time to do what, you know, we just want to live our life like everybody else, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm always so grateful. And I think, well, of course, sometimes we have negative experiences out in the world and, you know, we're, we're always getting stares and I, I feel the same as you. Like, I'm always like, people are staring at me. I'm going to smile back at them. You know, I want I, I feel the same as you, where it's like kind of my responsibility to educate and also show people that just because I walk a little different doesn't mean I have this like sad life, you know, and I, and I always feel that's why I want to be smiling and positive and, um, you know, that's translated on social media how it has, but um I think I get kind of a restored faith in humanity sometimes when there's interactions of people just going out of their way to help with small things, you know, while I think you and I know how to navigate the world in our own unique ways, um, we still need help. And, you know, I think uh, sometimes like there, there's this one story I like to tell I was traveling by myself and this older woman um, after, you know, I'm waiting for my, my suitcase to come out and there's all these like people around me and I'm trying to figure out like, how am I going to get my suitcase off by myself? And all these like strong guys are around, nobody offers. And I'm just kind of like, Oh, like, again, trying to figure out how this is going to work. And this older lady comes up to me and she's like, I'm going to stay with you and help you until your suitcase comes out. Of course, it ended up being like one of the last ones. And she had to wait like an extra 20 minutes with me. But small things like that just really, um, you know, make makes me so happy and know there's there is good people out there. And it's always a, a very refreshing feeling. Yes, it's it's great. Uh... You know, and I don't know where I'm going with this, so I'm just gonna ask. Uh, yeah. Tell me, tell me about your trip coming up. I'm going to Costa Rica um, on Monday, so I'm I'm very excited. I've never been before. I, I hear a lot of great things about Costa Rica. I love it, and I will be. I, I can't wait to hear. And actually, now since you're a big social media star i'm gonna follow you and i can't wait to hear your feedback i know that you've got a lot of good content coming up um uh I, i'm excited to hear all about it specifically about the accessibility of course i think go ahead yeah no i was gonna say i'm actually going with this company it's called wheel the world and they're they planned it. So everything that we're doing is accessible. So I'm really interested because a lot, you know, when I think of Costa Rica and even, you know, some of my friends that have gone in the past, they tell me there's a lot of steps and a lot of, you know, just uh, different terrains that wouldn't really work with my scooter. So I'm really interested to see the country through a specifically accessible route and hopefully still be able to see a lot of it. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited and interested to see how, how that will all work out. Well, it's going to work out great because you're going to make it great. Yes. And <laughs> Exactly. And I, 
I want. I mean, I can follow, look it up online, but I, I wish I don't know why I don't have a pen here. But you got to send me that information. I'm gonna. Uh, uh, how often do you go on trips? It really depends. Um, you know, last year I think I went on a total of five, uh, but I, I've really been trying to. Uh, focus more on accessible travel and my content. So I'm hoping to ramp that up a little more this year. Great. How did you get started with your uh, platform of being an advocate online for folks with uh, unique opportunities and for just everyday folks? You know, we hear the word inspiration a lot. And as many people as I inspire, those same people inspire me 10 times more. So you think, you know, I'm inspiring. Look at what you've done. Uh, how did you get, how did you get to say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my life out there on social media. And I am incredibly impressed with how you do it, how uh, detailed you are how open you are, how happy you are, and just, just the way you live your life, it, it's, it's really awesome. Thank you. I, I will say I did not ever expect this, um, and I, I wasn't even necessarily trying to do this, um, but I'm so grateful that it, it has happened. I think it's it's transformed my life and the way I live. Um, and also just I'm able to educate and share and break down stigmas. But, you know, for me, it really started from a place of wanting to just get some things off my chest. Because, um, you know, as we said earlier, we were kind of the only person with, um, you know, a disability in our lives or who using a scooter, whatever it may be. So going throughout life, I always felt, um, I, I didn't really think anything of it, honestly, but then when I was probably in my mid-20s, I started to have this kind of shift in the way I viewed everything because from childhood to teen, early adult, I always had like similar people in my life where my, my disability never really um, was a huge thing like I've, I've of course encountered people that couldn't accept me or couldn't get to know me for whatever reason just because of the way that I walked but the people that that did uh didn't care at all they they become some of my best friends so basically my mid-20s I started a blog uh just to kind of talk through things that I was feeling but I didn't really talk about with my loved ones just because I didn't want to kind of like overwhelm them if with if I was having any big feelings. Um, you know, travel is a good example. If I was going on a trip with my friends and everyone's so excited about the destination, but I would kind of internalize any fears I had, wondering if where I was going was actually accessible. So I would kind of, it was kind of like an open diary. I'd write through my anxieties or fears. Um, and then after the fact, going and realizing everything was totally fine and more than I could have imagined. Um, so it really just started as kind of a blog that was more cathartic for me, getting my thoughts out and feelings. Um, and then I really just shared that with family and friends online. I remember I posted on Facebook, like, check out my blog if you want. 
Um, but I was doing this in addition to having a full-time job in public relations, which is a, a very um, intense job, just mentally, you're always fielding media and crisis and, and all of that stuff. So it was really just kind of a hobby for me. And then when the pandemic began, I started posting more consistently on social media, uh, kind of shortening those blogs, but just in little social media posts. I remember one time I fell in my apartment during the pandemic because I wasn't really moving at all. You know, I was used to going out to my office or the grocery store, but then at the early pandemic, you know, I was barely leaving. So I, I did a video about that. And as I started posting more consistently, the followers just started to grow and other people, you know, with CP started reaching out to me. And then it just kind of grew to the broader community. And then people without CP or anything were just engaging with my content. And um, it all really, I, I always bring it back to why I started in the first place. And um, I just, growing up, I always thought people around me uh, thought disability was such an uncomfortable topic or, you know, as you said, it, it not as you said, but I think disability um, in itself has such a negative connotation where yes. me, my whole life, I'm like, I, I don't view it as negative. I'm like, it doesn't have to be this like scary thing that we tiptoe around. No. I'm like, if we talk about it, it will become more accepted and then more, in, you know, just more of an inclusive environment. So that's what prompted me to start. And that's what prompts me to keep going is just helping people understand like, yeah, I walk differently or I use a mobility scooter, but I'm still very much a person in society that deserves, you know, equality and, and things like that. So um, yeah, I, I, once I started posting more consistently, Instagram reels came out and my videos just started to, to get millions of views. And every time that happened, I'd look at my phone and I'm like, what is going on? Like it, it was, it was a crazy adventure for sure. Um, but, but like I said, I'm, I'm just so grateful to be doing this as my job. I think um, I always felt I have CP for a reason. And I think this is me kind of living through what that reason is to a certain extent. I, I, I love, love your outlook. Like I talked about earlier in, in the podcast. Um, what are some other things that you <clears throat> like? I always like to ask this and we'll get like if you were to describe for me your perfect day, what would that look like? What would you do? My perfect day? Well, growing up as a Floridian and being spoiled with beaches, I, I mean, beaches are, are hard to navigate and stuff, but, um, you know, honestly, my perfect day would just be hanging around my loved ones, maybe by the pool with a nice view of the beach. Um, something like that, relaxing, having empowering conversations and enjoying good weather and stuff. I'm, I'm pretty simple, I guess. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. Um, I'll, well, so you're going to South, where do your parent, where does your family live in South, South Florida? Uh, they're outside of Fort Lauderdale around oh. uh, like Sunrise Plantation area. Got it. Okay. Yeah. How often do you get down to see them? Um, I try to go about 
at least once a month, sometimes every other month. Got it. Okay, so you're you 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 come there pretty frequently. Tell me about your siblings. Yeah, so I'm I'm the oldest. Um, uh, it's me. I have a younger sister who's about three and a half years younger than me. She lives uh, in the Tampa area too, so I'm I'm close to her now. And then my little brother is 21 years younger than me, so he will wow. be he'll be nine in a couple months. <laughs> That's great. And you live yeah. with your roommate? Yeah. Yeah, I live with a roommate. And, and you're, she's a, a really close friend of yours, obviously. Yeah, we actually met um, at my previous job in public relations. So um, she was living in Miami and I was living with my parents. And when her lease was up, we both wanted to just move closer to our office in downtown Fort Lauderdale. So we've been friends for six years now maybe seven closer to but yeah great uh, i was just in lauderdale uh the downtown area doing a demo and public screen wise there and oh, nice. yeah it's it's nice and then i spent some time recently in tampa and they've really done a great job with that downtown i stay at that jw marriott yeah, oh, it's so yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, and it's really. I had never been there before this last year, and I guess they're they're completely revamping it. They got a lot of great restaurants. They got the hockey arena right there. Uh, I'm really, really impressed with the accessibility of Florida. Mm -hmm. uh, especially, I love the bathrooms. They're so big, and you have your own sink there, and you can yeah. just like roll up and. It's great. It really yeah. is great. Um, talk about uh, your experience traveling and some of the most accessible places that you've seen. Ooh, that's a good question. So I, for the most part, I feel that I've had pretty successful uh, trips with when it comes to accessibility. I... I went to London in 2019. Really? I'd love to go to London. Yeah, and I I was surprisingly really impressed with the accessibility. I think, um, you know, sometimes I get people like mixed reviews, but from my experience, it was, it was really great. I think the thing that kind of blew my mind right leaving the airport, we were trying to call a taxi. And of course, you know, I had my scooter with me. I had my suitcase and my friend's suitcase so we're like we went in the in the united states i whenever i travel i get an uber xl just to have the back seat for my scooter um and i remember this kind of small looking taxi came up and they're like he's like oh we'll take you and we looked at him like there's no way you're gonna fit all this stuff in your car and he's like no no like i'll i'll, I'll make it fit so i was a little nervous i'm like like what how is this guy gonna do it and then he opens the trunk and pulls out a ramp. And he told me every cab in the city is like de uh, designed that way. So he literally pulled out the ramp. I scooted right up. He strapped me in and it was such an easy experience. That's um, and awesome. I never took like the tube or anything like that. So I don't, I don't know how that is accessibility wise, but it was just so easy to call a cab and get wherever we needed to go. So I was really impressed by that. And then also while I was there, they were doing construction uh, to Big Ben, which, you know, when you think of these buildings that were built hundreds of years ago, 
you know, accessibility wasn't in mind, but who uh, some local people I was talking to, they said, you know, they're doing some like cosmetic updates and just making sure, you know, keeping it up to date, but they were also adding an elevator into it. So I think I thought that was really unique how, you know, some of the historical, you know, monuments or museums and stuff like that, while they're able to preserve the history of it, they were also working to make it accessible. Um, so I, I just was really Im impressed by that. That's really awesome. Yeah, I, I've heard a lot of great things. Uh, I, I want to go to London. My first time in Europe was with my wife, Rachel. We decided, we actually went with a, uh, uh, a travel company. I don't know if they're in business anymore. It's called Flying Wheels Travel. They're out of Minnesota. Uh, and so we went on a cruise for our first big trip because you can leave your, your, your bags on the boat and the boat is accessible itself. I wasn't sure how accessible all the countries would be in Europe. And uh, it was a great experience. It was great. Uh, the cabs were pretty good. You know, uh, you talk about cabs and one of the, I'm in Connecticut now visiting my sister and doing some demos and doing some stuff. And one of the things I love about New York City, uh, Connecticut's like 45 minutes to an hour and 15 minutes, depending on traffic to the city. And so we go into the city and we go to dinner and I like to take the train in because you know exactly you're going to be there in an hour and 25 minutes, whatever the case may be. And when we get to the city, I, I look at the Uber and I'm so excited because they actually offer accessible cars with the ramps, which is great. So London reminded me of New York City and I'm, I'm like a kid in a candy store. I'm like, you can actually use your phone and just get a driver because before I moved to LA and I'm, I'm, I'm taking a step back, I drove myself everywhere. But I moved, uh, you know, I was supposed to move. It's a long story, but, and I'll go into it. Uh, in 2016, after my wife passed away, I said to my brother, I said, you know, I'm thinking about going to Miami for a month. And because I have friends there and, and I, I always, you know, I loved Florida. So I rented a hotel at the, on the beach for a month at the, at the uh, W in South Beach. And I, I had such a great time. I said, you know, maybe I'll sell my house in Arizona and buy a condo in Miami. And I did. Yeah. And then right when I closed on it, my brother was involved in a home invasion. Oh, and my wow. brother's doing great now, but he was so badly deconditioned, we couldn't oh. go out to dinner. So we have a we have a friend of ours, it's crazy. We have a friend of ours who's is a is an avid chef. So he came over a couple nights a week so that my brother and I could have a home-cooked meal. And he is an aquatics therapist during the day and, uh, you know, chefs for folks at night. And Gabe's like, Adam, I want to get you into the pool. And I said, great. And we started doing some things. And, you know, at the time, Chelsea, I was 80 pounds overweight and hated how I looked and how I felt. Uh, I'm not a junk food eater, but I like to eat. I like to go to restaurants. I like to explore things. I look at going out to dinner as a social thing yeah. versus anything else. And I like different foods and whatnot. So I was, you know, getting overweight. And so 
I got in the pool, we started walking and doing some great things. And, you know, what do I need to lift 150 pounds for? I just need to have great, as good a cardio as I can. And so we start, you know, the pool's been great. Do you swim? Yeah, I, I do. I, I, um, the pool's always been such a great form of therapy. I, since I've been in Tampa, I haven't found like a good pool yet. I mean, I honestly haven't, haven't tried too much, but it is, um, it's, I think it's the best way to exercise because it's low impact and, and everything. I've, I've always enjoyed that. Yeah. So same. So, you know, I said, Gabe, this is great, but I'm, I'm still so heavy. What do we got to do? And he's like, Adam, you got to change your diet. And I was like, okay, let's just drop the carbs and sugars. So like everybody else, I use Google and I, I, I noted, you know, what I was putting into my body and taking out and it was really following the keto lifestyle. And so I just continued to peel back the onion on research, kind of educating myself. And I'll never, ever call myself a keto guru, but you know, I was basically eating, learning the keto language. It's not a diet. It's, I, I always say it's like learning a, a language like Spanish or French. You know, it's just part of life. And for two and a half years, I was strictly not eating carbs and sugars at all and had so much success with the weight that my brother and I decided to start our, our this bar company called Can Do, maker of Keto Crisp. And so we started with three flavors, almond butter, chocolate mint, and chocolate raspberry. And I literally would go door to door, even before we had samples to give out, just introducing myself, saying hello, being me, just as you are being you, Chelsea, going out, being friendly. And oh, by the way, it just so happens we are in this unique position to educate, to love, to inspire to empower others to live life as happy as they can be. And then, you know, we started with three flavors, had success, and then we just continued, you know, to hit other retailers. And now what's great about this whole thing and the bars are great. You're going to have to try them. Yeah. It's really, it's really a platform to educate, to not educate, but to be cheerleaders for others. You know, I always say cheer for others, and people will cheer for you. And I really feel this way because growing up in life, you know, I wasn't able to participate in sports like Johnny Smith. So my greatest gift was cheering for my brother and cheering for my sister. So I sit in the position of being a cheerleader. And so when you cheer for others and you give of yourself, it makes you feel that much better in my opinion because go ahead. No, I was going to say the same for me because my sister was very, um, dance was her life. She was into competitive dancing and literally Monday through Friday night, she was at the dance studio on the weekends. There was competition. So I, I made myself an honorary kind of dance mom junior. (laughs) So, I mean, I would, I would, I would spend so much time cheering her on. And um, so, yeah, I, I completely relate. And I, I felt like it was in a sense, my purpose to, to just be there and support. And it always made me feel, you know, good. So I, I totally relate to you there. Right. And part of the team, you know, in high school, I always loved basketball and I, you know, physically I couldn't play, but 
but I always wore a uniform. I always had my, you know, my gear on ready to go yeah. in the game. And I would, nothing would make me happier than seeing my friends succeed, you know, and just getting everybody fired up. You have to look in, the, I think, and I think I know one of the biggest reasons why you're successful at what you do is because you're curious. And I, I think that's one of the biggest gifts that you have when you have a unique opportunity is we have to slow down, we have to be patient, and we have to be curious about what's going on in the world and what tools we can use to get through our lives. We, yeah. have, to we have to depend more on people, you know, so we have to be patient, especially me, because, you know, once I'm in my chair, I'm good to go. But, you know, if nobody's there to help me and I do a lot, you know, I can't, I can't do anything. I'm like a bug. Yeah. So you have to, you have to be able to be patient. You got to be able to laugh at yourself. You got to be able to, you know, be a problem solver. What other things, you, you know, as I talk about these kind of characteristics, dealing with a unique opportunity, what other things would you add to that? So, I mean, patience, definitely, because things are never going to gonna go your, or not, they're not always going to go your way. Um, I think perseverance, you know, having to kind of keep going in the face of, of challenges, unexpected challenges, um, you know, just to accomplish the things that we want is really important. Um, I think, you know, for me, and I think for you, optimism is is one. And I don't know if it's because of, you know, living with CP or not, but I think I always kind of am just looking for the best part of the scenario, trying to figure out, you know, even if I say, you know, going back to your slogan, even if I can't do this, okay, it allows me to do this instead and, and things like that. So I think, um, I've always felt it's been so impactful just to to my mindset and the way I view the world and navigate through. Um, but those are those are some of the ones I would add to. Yeah, um, I, I I just I, I you know just and another word that I love is gratitude because it's yeah. got the word it's got the word great and attitude in it and yeah. I really think that you know attitude is everything. You know, and the mind is the most powerful uh, bone in our body. Yeah. And if we think it positively, we can do it. There's nothing, you know, uh, I just, and you know what? We're always going to fail. You know, my nephew sadly lost uh, on Wednesday in a basketball tournament, and they lost. And I said, David, you know, his, it's his 17th birthday today. Uh, so I said, David, and I didn't pick this up. Uh, I think Jay-Z said it best. I'm a big hip-hop guy. I know that you are. I saw that you recently went to the the Ludacris concert. Ludacris, yeah. That was great. And, and uh, but he said, uh, losses are for lessons. And then, you know, so even if it doesn't go your way, like you said, finding the positivity and everything, you know, and, and, you know, just, I love the word resilient and you're incredibly resilient. And I just love your determination to get things done. Uh, 
I wanted to ask you, and I'll, I'll get into my favorite question next. What do you like? What is the next five years of your life look like professionally and personally? Uh, talk to me about that. Yeah, it's, um, I don't have a specific plan. I'm, I'm always working on kind of refining my goals and what they are. I think right now, my biggest thing is branching out online. Uh, so beyond just short form reels and TikToks, I'm starting a YouTube channel that's been pretty good so far. So I've yes, been congratulations. Thank that. You, you had a lot of reservations about that. And yeah, so yeah. Uh, Mazel tov to you there. Thank you. Yeah, so I've I've really been working to grow that. Of course, it's it's kind of learning a whole new skill of video editing and recording, and you know I'm doing all the things. Um, so beyond just having my my social presence grow and and things like that, you know I. I, I've done some motivational speaking in the past, so I would love to kind of do more of that and reach more of a, a broader audience. And, you know, maybe it is working with different companies to make things more accessible or just sharing the message of an, the, the importance of inclusiveness. Um, and I also want to start writing a book. So there, there's kind of, those are kind of the three main categories of things that I'm really hoping to um, at least start to have come into fruition this year and, you know, just see what they're able to bring me in the future. But ideally, I would love to, to keep doing this while also finding other things, you know, that that amplifies the way that I can impact and, and have these types of conversations. Great. Your first chapter of your book, what, what's the what's the title? I haven't gotten that far yet. <laughs> Have you gotten the title for your book? No, nope. I'm I'm very much I'm in the idea phase. Um, but I, I have lots of ideas. I think it's just kind of refining what direction everything is gonna go. Um, but I haven't gotten that far yet. If you're speaking to a group of 50 people, what do you say first? That's that's a good one. I mean, honestly, it really what I like to do is have the audience, I, I like to ask a, a question that makes them think um, and makes them put themselves in someone else's shoes. Cause I think that's a big uh, disconnect that a lot of people have when it comes to people that need adaptations or whatever it is. Um, I truly believe that if other people just put themselves in someone else's shoes for a little bit, the world would be such a more understanding and accepting place, um, no matter what your your kind of difference is. So I, I think uh, I, I usually like to do it with some kind of critical thinking question. That's great. Yeah. Um, let me see how much time we have. We've all we've been on here for fifty three minutes. I love. Oh wow! It. I, I want you to have time to pack. I know that you you know, pack three or four days in advance. So what are you putting in your suitcase? Tell our audience. Yeah, I, well, you know, there's lots of mosquitoes. So definitely some bug spray. I can't stand mosquitoes. I know, I'm I'm a little nervous for that. So we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, but- you How's know, bug spray this, these days? I never use it. I don't either. So I'll have to get back to you. I, I just bought some, I haven't used it in forever, but I feel like it's unavoidable in Costa Rica. Um, swimsuits, lots of shorts. I think it's very hot and humid there. So, um, have to plan out my outfits and stuff, but yeah, I'm going down to 
visit my parents and then from there going to Costa Rica. So I have kind of lots of things to pack for. <laughs> well, um, what, what, act, what activity have you planned so far? Zip lining? I think, Are you going yeah, to get in the water? Tell me about that. Yeah, no, I, I hopefully will be getting in the water. Um, I think we're doing a hot spring by uh, in a volcano. Um, I think it's, wow. it's not, it's not, it's Very not an cool active. Job. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited. I've never seen anything like that before. So that will be really cool. Um, I think we're doing an organic cooking class, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, animals, hopefully we'll be seeing some sloths and stuff. So it, it'll be a really, really fun trip. That That's awesome. Um, question that I had, but I, I forgot. I, um, First of all, I want I want you to have a few minutes and platform and tell people how to follow you. You've got such an incredible story, and you give some great feedback, not only for folks with unique opportunities or unique challenges, as you call it. Uh, how do they get? How do they follow you? How do they get a hold of you? Yeah, so I'm on essentially every social main social media platform um, on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And my username is at Real Chelsea Bear. And I post there pretty consistently across all platforms. I also have a website, ChelseaBear.com, uh, just with some kind of old blog posts if you want to take a look at where the beginning uh, of this journey for me. Uh, but that's that's the best place to find me. What's your favorite thing about social media? What do you love the most about it? I I just love connecting with people. I think this journey has taught me a lot about um, understanding I'm not the only one. I think um, it, it's, you know, I get messages all the time of people saying, I never thought anyone else walked like me until I, I saw your videos. And I think that is really heartwarming to me. Um, and I just love getting messages like that and being kind of the representation for people that, um, you know, I feel I didn't necessarily have had when I was younger. So really just making those connections. And then of course, just educating people in, in kind of like a fun way, so they could understand the way I navigate life and also realizing that it doesn't hold me back. So I, I think that's, that's really fun to do as well. Did you ever feel like life held you back or did you ever ask why me i i really don't think i i did um i mean i sometimes i mean i was honestly i was a i was a tomboy growing up so i wanted to play sports i wanted to join like the my school teams and um you know everyone was like eh, I don't think you'll really be able to keep up with the the teams the way you think you will um so I think sometimes in in moments like that I was like oh this is annoying but uh, otherwise I really always just have had the mindset of you know I I don't want to dwell on the what ifs and why me and and all of that I think um I think CP has taught me so much. And I think that I would be, I don't know what kind of person I would be without it. I think, you know, I, the positive person that I am today, I think has really been contributed by having CP and the way I have to navigate through the world. Um, so I, I really don't think about the, the why me too much. 
right? You know, you and I are incredibly similar. It, it, it's actually scary because I say from a logistic standpoint, it would be easier, sure, if I could walk, but I, I love who I am and I'm proud of who I am. And I think I am who I am because I have cerebral palsy. Thanks. And I always would like, like I have a handful of friends that were injured. One day they could walk and now they're confined to a chair. And I'd like to think that I would be able to handle my life in such grace and passion and resilience as they do. But, but I'm not sure. I mean, they, I mean, to be able to walk one day and then have it taken away again, I'd like to think that I could handle it so well. Um, but I don't know any different. You don't know any different. This is how we were born. And, and, you know, I'm incredibly grateful for, uh, everybody for allowing me to just be me, you know, and I never asked what if, or why me, because it's just a waste of time. I can't, yeah. I, I don't know very recently i never asked my mom or dad how i got cerebral palsy or even what it's about i never spent time really researching and obviously i i know what it is now but i don't spend a lot of time on that but i i did want to ask you know you're very involved in your social media community uh and i'm incredibly grateful for you know our customers our fans people that love me you know I love everybody. What is the greatest or most memorable note that you've gotten from a fan or a follower? Ooh, that's tough. I I really get so many. Um, I think, you know, the ones where people are reaching out to me and um, let me know that I may have helped them if, if they're struggling with uh, an aspect of their mental health and I help them um, just give them a refreshing, positive kind of reassurance to either uh, just to keep going. Um, you know, while I always am an advocate for, you know, seek medical, uh, a professional if, if you need someone to talk to, but also, you know, just help, knowing that I'm spreading that positivity and helping people navigate through life and and the tough parts um you know really shows me that it it is a true impact that I'm making um so that always you know whenever I get something like that it does kind of take me back for a second but it it is very um you know heartwarming to know that that I'm able to help people in that way well you're certainly helping people you're helping me today I really enjoyed our conversation immensely I can't wait to meet you in person same. Um, please, let's keep in touch. I know you're a busy lady, but I'm worth an hour of your time for sure. Yes. Um, tell me in the spirit of can do, where life is about what we can do, not what we can't. What is your biggest can do moment? What are you most proud of? I think honestly, it, it, at this moment, I'm most proud of uh, everything I post on social media. I think it's a very vulnerable thing to do. And I think, you know, whenever you're putting yourself out there, your life out there, um, people are, are always going to have something to say. They're not always going to be positive things. But 
I, I truly feel that by being vulnerable, I'm able to help more um, and help people feel maybe a little bit less alone or feel that they can keep going to do the things that they want to do in life. Um, so I think that is something I'm, I'm really proud to do every day. It's, it's not always easy, but I think um, it's, it's really impactful. Yeah, I say that vulnerability is the biggest sign of strength. You know, mm-hmm. what would you say is the most challenging part of your um, social media life? I think, um, you know, I, I like to be very vocal on social media to let people know that just because they're learning stuff from me to to make note that I'm not the only person with CP out there. Um, you know, I really want people to understand while I'm sharing my firsthand experiences, it really can be so different from person to person. So I think um, I, I never want to give someone false hope if they have a different kind of diagnosis or or things like that. So I think just being very open about that and, and letting people know it's not a one size fits all kind of situation Um, And then also just navigating through kind of the negative side of social media. Sometimes I think whenever my videos go viral and they're reaching a million people and, you know, you're reaching all these people all over the world that have no idea who I am. They may not know anyone in their life that has CP. um, And I think it's easy to, to write mean things on the Internet and, you know, you're hiding behind a screen or a random username Um, So I think for me, just like not letting the negative comments get to me because the positive ones by far outweigh it. But every now and then some of them, I'm like, oh, how could somebody actually say this to someone they don't know? Um, You know what I do to those people? (laughs) I just thank them profusely for taking the time. Yeah. And and actually, I give them my cell phone number and hey, I'd love to chat with you. Let's see if you want to talk on the phone. Let's not hide behind your computer you know, let's, let's talk about it, you know? Yeah. And whenever, whenever I do respond to them and educate them or, or something, they're usually surprised by it. You know, they're like, Oh wait, there's somebody on the other side of this. Of course. (laughs) Yes. It's like you talked about the importance of putting yourself in somebody else's shoes. Mm -hmm. You put yourself in the shoes of an asshole. Yeah. (laughs) And let's just see. And I don't do business with assholes. Yeah, I, I have no patience for assholes, but I use it as a game. Like I have fun with it. Yeah, you know, because that's. I mean, let's just you know, I I say let's turn that frown upside down. Yeah, what, what you know, I, it's it's a challenge to me. So yeah. thank you for all you assholes out there. We don't deal a lot with you, but when <laughs> we do, we have fun with you. Yes, um, I love that. <laughs> and at at the end, just don't be an asshole. And Chelsea, you are terrific. You know, I'm so excited for you and your continued success. I'll be honored to meet you. Uh, Let's make that happen. Uh, You know, uh, just really, really impressed with how you carry yourself, you know, how you're educating. You're being a cheerleader, certainly for others, which is helping yourself and helping the world just be a little bit better. And that's the goal of you and I is to make everybody a little bit better, not to not to accentuate or, uh, you know, and just know that we're just like everybody else. And yeah. 
you know, I really, really appreciate the time today. I hope this is one of many conversations that we'll have. Again, folks out there listening, uh, get a hold of Chelsea. She's incredible. Uh, she is incredibly entertaining, incredibly knowledgeable, um, and a wealth of knowledge, like I just said, a wealth of knowledge for everybody. Chelsea, thanks so much. Have a Thank wonderful you. rest of your day. Enjoy your trip. Looking forward to following you on social media. Looking forward to taking you out to dinner um, and meeting all your friends and all the best to you. And thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to it too. Before I go though, Joe, I... what what's your can do moment? You know, what mate for your company specifically, I'm sure there's, there's been some hard times I would assume with any business. Um, you know, what, what keeps you to, to keep going? You know what our belief, number one, my love and passion for people. Um, and when I ask somebody what their can-do moment is, and it brings a smile to their face, because when they think about can-do, it goes back to their memory bank and what they're most proud of. Yeah. And, you know, it brings a smile. And I love to make people happy because I know when you're happy, you're going to feel better. When you feel better, you work harder. When you work harder, good things happen. You know, and it's not working harder 20 hours a day. It's being efficient. And it's not working like, oh, my God, I got to get this task done. But it's making our life better. And with a smile, we do better things. And the littlest thing, like, let's say you never, you never leave your house. But today, after watching you or me, maybe they're going to, you know, maybe work out for five minutes or one minute. It's a step in the right direction. All I want to do is cheerlead for people, for those folks that cheerleaded for me and believed in me. They knew that I was special, not because I sit in a wheelchair or not because you walk with a limp, but because it's your heart that makes you special. It's not your physical disability. That doesn't make you special. Yeah, it's, it's your heart and what you bring to the table, Chelsea. Yeah, and that's my can't do. I love that. I love that so much. So I like I said, I, you know, we've just met for the first time. You know, uh, I, I would love to chat with you about how I personally am not a huge fan of social media. I know it's what we have to do. Yeah. And I but you you've done it the right way, educating people and being a platform. And it is great because I got a chance to meet people like yourself who I wouldn't have had a chance to. But I uh, really love to meet people in person and really understand the person behind the camera. And I think oftentimes on social media, a lot of it's rehearsed. And we do it a hundred times and it has to be perfect. And mm -hmm. nobody's life is perfect. Nobody's yeah. life is perfect. And I think a lot of times we hide behind our computers. We hide behind our phones. Our phones are up our ass all day long. Mine included. I can't get off my phone. Yeah. You know, I live on my phone, but that's the world that we live in. And so you make the best of it. So yeah. uh, I, I'm really impressed 
with what you've done in the short time that I've researched you. And again, thank you so much. And I can't wait to meet you in person. Thank you, same. Yeah, and have a great, great trip. And uh, we'll, we'll talk soon.